and hi! Welcome to the first episode of uh, the Escapod Device. An Animorphs reread podcast with three transfems. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Natalie. And over here we've got Jem. Hi. And Sable. Hello. So yeah, today we're starting off with the first book. Um, the Invasion. And awesome. yeah. So which of you wants to start off? Or do you want me to? Uh, so like Adam Orse, uh, like Christine Applegate, um, yeah, sure. I'll uh, start off with the first little bit. Our main character is apparently uh, a young man named Jake. Um, <laughs> I love how the book starts because it starts literally with Jake saying, uh, you can only know his first name because his last name would be too dangerous. I'm not sure how yet because I'm how I've read, you know, we've gotten through the book now and I'm like, what would that fucking matter? You're like the only one named Jake who could turn into an animal. So, all right. I, I also made, I also made notes at this part of the book because uh, I found it really entertaining that Jake said, I can't tell you where I'm from. Uh, this could be anywhere. This could be even your town. And I'm like, well, and this is touching on vaguely some things later, but I'm like, well, Jake, no, there's some very specific details about your town that make it not my town. Um, I have a headcanon idea of like where this takes place. Uh, just based on some places that I've been, uh, one in particular that kind of matches the description. But uh, you know, yeah, I've got to hear your headcanon now, right? Do you, do we want to save that for later when the actual like locations kind of line up, or do we want to talk about that now? Uh, okay, so it's worth pointing out. Uh, all of us read some and or all of the books when we were kids. Right. Um. For these two, it's been probably about since then, right? I have not read any Animorphs books since I was uh, wee bab in elementary school, so yeah. Yeah, since doing Scholastic Book Fairs, nah, this is, it's been a minute. Yeah, and uh, I never stopped loving the series. I, I do a regular reread every so often, because uh, this series has always been a childhood favorite. And it's very fun, if really dark, and very much not child-appropriate, but oh well. Yeah, that's um, true. that struck me upon this reading, too, was I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, I don't know if maybe just my memories are bad from when I was a kid and I read this the first time, but like, holy shit, some of the stuff that happens at the start, like, uh, and you'll have to forgive me if I'm pronouncing names weird, I've literally never heard them spoken. Um yeah. But, like, what uh, Elfengor describes that the Yurks are going to do, or, like, what they are plotting to do with the human race, I'm just like, wow, that is uh, kind of a dark thing to just go into with a kid's book. Yep, hi, this is a book about, ch- this is a book series about children raging a shadow war against alien invaders. It's about child soldiers, you know, for kids! <laughs> for kids delightful so, yeah, <laughs> it's um it's an adventure um but yeah so it is worth pointing out because they do end up 
getting a little more uh, active in their fight against the Yurks. Yurks, Yurks, how do we want to print? How do we want to decide they are pronounced? I, I thought that was pretty much perfect. Yurks. Okay. Yurks. Yeah. Eh. The weird sluggy boys. Yeah. The weird the brain slugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. So Jake's the narrator for this book. Um. And yeah. Start off. Uh. Jake and Marco are hanging out at the arcade at the mall. Because this was back when malls had arcades. Yeah, Friday night, you know, down at the mall. Imagine it being just a chill kind of summer night, or close to summer. Mm. You know, they're fucking playing video games that they ran out of sco- out of quarters, right? Yeah. You know. Jake's doing that whole, like, ah, I don't have any, you know, I'm totally fine. There was, there was reasons why I, I sucked. It's yep. like, nah, but you just, you just suck. You're just bad at video games, man. Just the it's old okay. case of get good. Yeah, basically. <laughs> old timey get good. And then, and then, like, he comes back around to this like major excuse after making like, two other excuses that it's because he didn't get onto the basketball team. Yeah. Um, because his older brother Tom was a legend on the junior high team, and like. I was in the high school team. It was a main score, so everybody's expecting, at least this is what he perceives everybody expecting in middle school, uh, that he gets on the basketball team and fills in his brother's shoes. What gives a shit, Jake? I did have also, that. Also, hi, uh, yeah, this will be very much 18 plus. I did have that moment where I was like, bro, your, your brother was a legend on the junior high team. That don't mean shit. Yeah, like, dude, no one remembers. Like, that's not going to matter. Goddamn like, middle school kid. Uh, like, that will not matter in three years when you were in high school. Also, like within the next twenty pages yeah, of yeah. this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so we're at the mall. Uh they run into Rachel and Cassie. Uh best friends and Rachel and Jake are cousins. Apparently Rachel's very pretty in the yeah. like traditionally attractive sort of sense. Mm-hmm. And in case it's not painfully clear right away, Jake has his first crush on Cassie, and it's adorable. Yep. Also, side note, headcanon, uh, Rachel's trans. Okay. I'll tell you why. Oh. The specific line is just that Rachel's tall? a gymnast. And those are she's too tall to ever be really good at it. I'm just saying... Height dysphoria, being a six foot three woman, kind of like damn. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, hey, like, yeah, that I I've been tall for a good majority of my life. Actually, I have probably both like the same height. I I've probably yeah, I think I probably hit six two pretty early, and then just stopped getting taller. Uh, I don't remember exactly when that happened, but yeah, would definitely be a challenge. Uh, trying to be a trans gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so Jake and Marco are heading out, and they run into those two, and they're gonna go home, and they bump into the fifth member of our ragtag bunch of kids, Tobias, the uh, perennial favorite of the awkward <laughs> queer kids. Oh, okay. 
because uh, <laughs> throughout the course of the book, I was like, uh, based on the events that were going on, I'm like, I am slowly developing a boy tier list in my mind, and Tobias is undefeated number one spot. Tobias is S rank boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. Oh God, right. Tobias is best boy. Mm-hmm. My favorite joke for that. Uh, neurodivergent trans kids. You read Animorphs when you were a kid. Who's your favorite character, and why is it Tobias? <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Pretty much. I think it says something that, and like, prior to us what? doing this podcast, he was the only character I could remember the name of. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one whose name doesn't feel a little generic. Yeah. Like, you know, Jake, Rachel... No, I mean, they they both have some kind of generic white kid names. Yeah. Plus, Tobias goes through some shit, so I mean, that kind of sticks with you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the casual talk about Tobias's home life from Jake, I was like, dude, the way you're describing what he's been through, it's like kind of fucked up. And like, I yeah. get that you're a kid and you don't really have a lot of like power over it. But it's still just kind of crazy to be like, yeah, he, he bounces between his aunt and his uncle, and neither one of them really care about him, and they're on different coasts, and I'm just like, that's, uh, that's a lot to take in for just yeah, like yeah. this age group of kids, I guess. Like, I don't know. I get it. You're kids, and you, you, you don't have great mastery of like tactfulness. You're not terribly tactful. You're like 13. Well... But, like, still. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. they make a big deal out of this point, too, right here, is, like, you know, Rachel and Cassie come up to the boys, and they're all talking. They're like, you know, if the, you know, if the girls are going home, they shouldn't go to the construction site all alone. The girls are like, Really, asshole. Really, guys? And, you know, they joke about it. And literally, the line in the book is, this was, like, the last normal moment in their lives. Five minutes later, it got scarier. Like, this is the last thing before they left the arcade and said, yeah, let's just walk through the construction site. You know, site. casual what? misogyny. <laughs> and then, with casual misogyny, Rachel rips into into Jake's ass, and Cassie just kind of is the peacekeeper. like, no, no, it'll be cool. We can just go together. That's the last time shit was like normal for these yep. kids before everything went to hell. Then it's uh <coughs> My parents would ground me till I was twenty if we cut through the construction site. So we <coughs> cut through the construction site. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Yeah. My parents will put I'm super in trouble if I do this. But we did it anyway, because you know what? Eh. The fu- the line. So anyway, we crossed the road and headed to the appendix. Yeah, literally, boom, boom. Yeah, it is the uh, next sentence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're going through, and then shit gets weird. Yep. Hope you like aliens. Yeah. Yeah, because Tobias like looking up space and out like always and shit, and just is pointing up at the sky, like, what in the fuck? It doesn't say anything, he's just grinning like an asshole, and everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hey, guys. And then Cassie, Cassie, the only black character, says it like it is, that's a flying saucer! Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
for the record, Marco's black too. Oh, is he? Marco was uh, Hispanic. I don't. Because they don't I got through the entire book, the... and I, I felt like the only... Like, unless they describe they Marco's... Point... They make a point to describe. So I wrote this down in my, like, character review, is that Car- Marco uh, has dark tanned skin. No, you're right. He is. Okay. I'm, I'm an idiot. See, I missed that, well, and I, I only mean... remembered... I believe well, at one wait. point, I believe at one point they said Marco had brown eyes too, and I was like, "Yes." I feel like they have not described Marco as well as like the other characters. No, no. no you are right. Marco is Hispanic. Okay. Actually, out of all the characters, they describe Jake the least. Yeah. Well, because he he's the narrator. Do you talk about when someone can look at you? Do you talk about yourself? Do you describe how you look exactly. when someone can look at you? I think the only things really I know about Jake is that his dad is a doctor. Yep. His best friend's Marco. Jake's big brother is Tom. And he's friends with Tobias, Rachel, and Cassie. And Jake likes Cassie. Like, that's about like, it. Likes. That's all we really. Jake. Yeah, that's all we really get. Jake hates broccoli. Yep. Does right, not yeah. care about those right. trace minerals. Right, yes. <laughs> Gotta love those trace minerals. Those trace Ugh. minerals. So, Jem, how's the medical accuracy of that, by the way? The uh, what? Trace minerals? Yes, and how you can only get those in broccoli. You can't only get them in broccoli. There are multiple <laughs> other sources. And so you have it, proved you know. Jake's mother wrong. Jake's mom's just being a mom and saying, you gotta eat that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go into the store to buy you a vegetable you want. Just eat this fucking one. Yeah, fairy. Eat your broccoli. It's good for you. Um... But yeah, so alien spaceship crashes. Basically, out yeah, stumbles like... uh, a blue centaur without a face and a big pointy knife on his tail. Yeah. Part of me always kind of imagines that in like a really cheap costume way of here's a dude in a blue bodysuit with like bad prop. Back half on ah. with some wire running through a plot through a body pillow up for the tail with like a knife taped to it. You know, oh I've and noticed like, that some the, people the, the have done eyes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I've noticed some people have done uh, really good fan art of the Endolites, mm-hmm. and I go back and I look at the official artwork, and I'm like, it's yeah. it's so weird. Like I yeah, the official artwork is just kind of not good. Uh, like. There's a there's an anatomical detail that I notice on the official artwork that's like a weird thing to me because like the way that the face is described is having two normal sets of eyes where you'd expect them on a human face and then two eyes on these like stalk like horn things. Yeah. But the rest of the face down from where the eyes are is just described as having three vertical slits. Yep. I don't understand why on the official artwork, the Andalites have, like, a defined nose shape that just seems to have those slits going across it. Yeah, like, because the way that, nose. Because the way I interpreted that was more just, like, they probably wouldn't have, like, a pronounced nose structure if they just had these three slits. And I've seen the right, art right. go both ways. I don't know, it's just a weird thing that I noticed. Hmm. 
course the artist notice, notices that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, it's fine, hon. <laughs> I know, I'm just... I'm just being saucy. Don't mind me. <laughs> also, I'm like just you. saying the first two... Ch- <laughs> sorry, Jim, you were saying? First, no, sorry, it's the first two chapters are very high yield on information, too. Yeah. Just how quickly we... Um, we get the the hook in the first chapter right at the end. It's a flying saucer. Chapter two, we get this flying saucer flying. You you see the creature, and you, you we learn that Andalites are tele, telepathic. And at the very end of that chapter, just literally, oh by the way, I'm dying. Oh by the way, uh, people are coming to kill all of you. Yeah, so, it's very info. Chapter dumb. two, yeah. The beginning of this book is very info dumpy, of just like front load all of the info. Um, yeah, hey Sable, you understand how to speak? You know, I I like the concept of it. Uh, and if I'm being I'm honest, Sable, Sable, what? What am I? Th- what am I thinking at you? What am I uh, thinking at you, Sable? Probably something very gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't have confirmation if ThoughtSpeak works long distance via Discord, so <laughs> no, I'm... No. <laughs> I, I don't know if it... I do not... I don't know if ThoughtSpeak travels over the internet. Andaloid's uh, not known for having robust uh, gaming chat setups. Not in the mid-90s. No. <laughs> I mean, this fall to Discord, a new add-on. <laughs> yeah. Uh... At Discord, twitter.com slash dis, uh, twitter.com. Hey, at Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what symbols do I have to put around my, uh, my text to make it then to thought speak? Yeah, Can we yeah. make this happen? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree about that kind of info dump part. Um, and wasn't it also like, he was describing like what he was going through in orbit on the way to get there, and how like the Yurks had like vastly more armaments in place. Like he mentioned the blade ship hiding in a crater on Earth's moon that like ambushed him. And I'm yeah. like, these kids have no idea what any of this means. Yeah, like I mean. I knew the moon had craters on it when I was in like sixth grade, but all or like seventh grade. But also, like, I didn't give two shits. Yeah. Like, sure, space is neat, but I wasn't particularly concerned with the geography of the moon. I just meant more the idea of like, I'm going to mention to you kids that there was a ship hiding on the moon that ambushed me, and they're like, don't Ooh. even know. We don't even really have an idea of who your enemy is at this point. Yeah, like, we, we don't. Yeah, them. We don't know anything about them. <laughs> uh, you're they're bad guys. That's all we kind of got. They are. Yeah. They are the bad guys. Oh. Um. And like, right? They go right into it right off the bat. The guy starts saying, "Oh, they're yurks. They take over people, live in their heads, and they." That's called being a controller, and that the Andalites try to fight them, and so yeah, they they hit on the, the the planet, and they're gonna come down because they got their asses kicked. So he crashed, 
They're going to come down and shoot his ass with what's called a, what is this, Dra Dracon or Dracon? I've always said Dracon. But also Dracon. nowadays, that's also alternate universe Tommy Oliver from the Power from the Boom Studios Power Rangers comics. But that's a completely <laughs> different property. And it's spelled differently. <laughs> and that's that's for the other podcasts. That's for the Power Rangers oh, podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm kidding. Unless. <laughs> unless. Oh, okay. So, like, and that's the other thing. It's like, as he's going down, he sends a message back to the home world. But he's like, yo, I did get a message out. It's cool. It's cool. Might be a year or more. Record scratch. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. They're on their way. Okay, cool. It's gonna take them a, at least a year. Oh! This will be returning gotta, in book whatever. Y'all gotta, gotta hold, you gotta hold on, this shit off. Yeah. The kids will remember this. <laughs> Jake and Mark, Jake, Marco, Cassie, Rachel, and Tobias remembered that. <laughs> a little, yeah. Little chat, little text box. Little uh, Telltale's game mm -hmm. thing in the corner. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. and the best part is okay. So the best part about this next scene, I think, is when so like then I was like, maybe I can save everybody if I give you the power. Like what power? It's power to morph. What? You can have any species, any animal. All I gotta do is touch it, get a CNA pair. Boom! You can turn into that. There's limitations, but yo, I'm dying and things are coming to kill me. Hours. No time to explain. Go get the and cube. And the best, the best part is he asks for consent. Yes. Right at that spot. Yeah. There's not, there's not like, oh, just you have to do it. Do it. It's like, like, please. Yeah. <sighs> hey, consent. It matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit amused, and this is just a minor nitpick, yeah. that uh, they constantly referred to what, what we now, based on having talked about setting up the podcast, uh, know is the Escafil device, or however that's said. Uh, but, like, I know it's a cube. We know it's a cube. I'm just like, you can't, y'all just can't use the word cube and square interchangeably. Squares be flat. We touched the square, square, and I'm like... Yeah. A square? Well, no, they are touching a face on the cube, so they are, in fact, touching a square. Oh, okay. They're Got not me touching there. one of the vertices. Okay. I mean, what if you touch one of the vertices? Do you get extra powers? <laughs> get quarter power? Oh, Jim, you can touch my vertices any day. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. But no, yes, they, they, you have to touch a flat, you have to touch one of the flat sides. At least it seems. Yeah. And then they all get tickles run up their arms. And yeah, just... that was weird and felt like, reading back on it as an adult, that felt like kind of uncomfortable. Something like a shock but pleasurable ran through them. Almost made Jake <laughs> laugh. Hold up. Yeah, like, uh... <laughs> I've had that happen with partners. That is not what I want children to be experiencing. <laughs> Uh, Children do not need to know what that feels like. No, they don't. They don't need to know about those uh, particular instruments. Not until they're older. <laughs> I will say there is one problem that does come mm -hmm. up: is that 
uh, the uh, Adelaide asked for their consent, but did not give them full uh, information so they could make for- fully informed consent. Because once they got the power, they says, oh, by the way, two hours. Just It was after they got the power. Two hours. Pull up. Wait, what? I mean... And then it was permanent. Oh. <clears throat> I would rather be told that after the fact than just not be told it at all. But I'd rather be... I just... I think you should front-load that information for the full consent. They front-loaded everything else. Fair. You know the weird thing. What? The weird other weird thing I found about this particular interaction uh, with Elfengar at the start was that as they were all running away from the site, and Tobias was the one that stayed back. Uh, as we find out later, Tobias got some very mission critical information on what they actually need to do to fight the Yerks. Yeah, and I was like, and like hey, what all of that matters? <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, Elfengar, you kind of just like gave them the power to morph, and then like just happened didn't to give Tobias that information because he chose to stay behind. Yeah, Like, they would have kind of been in the dark without that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, like, hey, uh, the Yurks need to feed every three days on, like, weird space rays. So they have to go swim in molten lead looking gross water. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just gonna tell one of you after the rest of you <laughs> run away from, uh, my dying body. Right? And uh, then the greatest lesbian and the the greatest he him lesbian in existence, Visor 3, shows up. Good lord. The What's blade ship is a labrys. Yeah. Uh, the blade ship is a double headed axe. Oh my god, you're right. It totally is. Visor 3 is a he him lesbian. <laughs> Goes up in his act ship with his Hork Bajir controllers, and and who are ah yes, I love how they are forever referred to as walking salad shooters from hell. Oh my god! Or like <laughs> evil lawnmowers, because they're like seven feet tall, lizardy things, and covered in knives. Right. I mean, as I was looking through uh, official artwork. I have to admit, yeah. the official artwork for them, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, not I as bad at, as the Andalite official artwork. I looked at it, and I'm like, you know, I, under the right circumstances, that could be hot. Oh, it totally is. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, we're all monster fuckers here. <laughs> hey. um, but no, they are totally hot. And uh, also, fun fact, as you'll find out later on, they are all, they eat Tree bark exclusively. Huh. Interesting. So all of the knives are to help them climb trees and to cut the bark off of trees. Makes sense. Huh. I mean, as uh, Elfangor says, they are to be pitied. Yeah. Well, because they're enslaved. Well, yeah, that too, but I mean, like. It wasn't like that. Uh, th- there's, mm. yeah, the whole like they're in pity, pity as in they are a race that may look scary, but they are not. Yes, they are. They are the gentle giants. That, yeah, yeah. And, uh, then, and then there's the taxons who are just like utter nightmare fuel, terrifying monstrosities, and yeah, 
uh, described as to a T evil. Yeah, to which Marco is just like, well, no shit. Yeah, they're <laughs> giant centipedes with jello eyes and fucking garbage disposals for mouths. <clears throat> I fully imagine them to just, like, they don't chew, their mouth is just permanently open, and their teeth just spin. Multiple rows of teeth right. that just spin at different rates to tear apart whatever goes into them. It was fun that they described some of the appendages as being, like, uh, lobster claw-like. Because yeah. they, they threw that detail out there, and then they said that, like, uh, all of the hork and the taxons that were in the area had, like, kind of small pistol-sized weapons. And I'm like, well, now I'm just imagining a centipede with lobster claws holding a small pistol. I mean, <laughs> And I'm a... like, I know that's not necessarily what we're going for, but you've put that thought in my head. It is a particular image that is kind of <laughs> hilarious, yes. Because uh... it's... Although I also fully picture their lobster claw arms no longer than their little stubby like centipede legs. So they just have little tiny hands that pinch things and have yeah. to try and shoot Pinch. guns. <laughs> I pinch. And they can't like extend them out. Which fun. You'll find out later on Taxons will just throw themselves at things to fight. Just whomp, whomp, Just like <laughs> fling themselves at it. Big motherfucker <laughs> pounding around shit. Uh, uh, Visor 3 walks out and gloats about everything. Uh, Visor 3 is also an oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that reveals like real sudden. It's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah. The Yurks oh, don't fuck. have the ability to morph, except for this one guy who shows up just now. And it's like, they also conveniently can use him to as a description of how the thought speak works. Like, because, like, Elfangor explains, like, you can all, you hear his thoughts because he wants everyone. He's to hear. shouting it to the heavens. Look at you, pathetic creature! Kind of stuff. Like he's not talking to to him. He's gloating. And I only thing I really know about Prince Elfangor uh, is uh, like right in this little section because I don't remember anything from when I first read the books. So it's like. He's just he, all I know for this is he got like he was an ace in this firefight essentially up in space just now like he killed seven or eight fa fighters maybe killed more but it, it I don't know the way the book described it, all of a sudden like oh you had you killed a bunch of people just now that makes you a legend it's <laughs> like uh was there more I don't know I, yeah they, I, I our mean, time with him is very short yes he crash lands and dies after he gives our our heroes the ability to do the thing yeah um but yeah. Also, just like has a holographic family picture on the dashboard of the ship because Jake needs to be able to relate to the alien with a family picture. Yeah, I mean, how else <laughs> yeah, are the was... human kids supposed to know that this alien is a good guy like them? He cares about his mom and dad and his little brother. Uh. Um. And I I love the the whole. Visser, you know, comes out. It's like oh, I plan to take this world for the greatest conquest, and the prince, is like, why? And it's like so many, so weak, billions of bodies. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Mm. It could be that. It could be really high pitched. And like, I don't oh, know. It, it, it's thought speak. It sounds like whatever. Probably has a lot of reverb. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting into the whole. Uh, plan to just spread their 
parasitic infestation even further. Yeah. With using humans the human like population. Yeah. Yeah. Humans breed like rabbits. Hi, it takes well, nine months. Okay. That's not very long. <laughs> And, like, already, it's, like, already they try to show you, like, oh, God, these aliens, they're, they're coming, they're coming. Wait, what's that? Back there in the lights. Do I hear humans? Three to four yeah, humans. Do I hear, like, people laughing? Not aliens? Yeah. But just regular old people? Like, you, they don't, they're not letting you know the scope of what's going on. I love it. Because it's, like, starts out, oh, okay, they're invading now. Wait, no. They've been here? How long have they been here? This just happened, right? Well, this is this is right. new, right? Elfing, Elfingor did mention that he wasn't the first one to visit. He did tell them that, that there uh, were there were probably yeah, yeah. a few hundred before him, but they had different goals, particularly malicious goals, uh, which is kind of the initial oh shit moment before the, the Yurks even touched down. There's a. Some of the side books that I'm very excited to get into. Uh, and yes, we will be doing uh, the Megamorphs books, the all the Chronicles. Um, the only thing I don't particularly think we're going to do is the Alternomorphs books, because those were Choose Your Own Adventure. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into some of those with y'all, because those are going to be fun. Yeah, that will be uh, wonderful. And you'll get to see some of the relationships. <laughs> for for the audience, I have a gi- I have a giant stupid grin on my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it gets Vorny, with Visor Three turning into a giant monster and eating Elfangor. Yeah, fuck it. That just... happens. Not the first time we get a Vor scene in this book. And it's, it's not, not just. It's not just soft for like oh you know I'm no, I'm gone no they rip Tim to bits and Axons are scrambling for body parts yeah they like this isn't some oh yeah that's cute this is uh this is hard for this is whew. yeah so we've got he him lesbians and vor in a book about <laughs> child know. soldiers you know six for chapters <laughs> in. For kids. Um, but yeah. Uh, then we get to... The, then uh, they're running away. Jake accidentally sacrifices a homeless man. <laughs> oh, he yeah. Does. He does. Yeah. Acci- he unintentionally sacrifices that poor bastard. Like, I, I was like, that, that fucking sucks. I mean... Yeah, that poor man. Like, God. I oh. do have to say, I... Like appreciated the the detail in the story of like yeah there were just kind of people living at this construction site because like yeah that's very likely something that would occur in yeah. real life it's if an you just had a construction yeah. site that in parts is pretty much done yeah it is yeah. shelter yeah it is dry it is protected from the elements and it's Honestly, you could be relatively warm there in parts of it. Yeah. Keeps you safe from the cold wind. Yeah. Plus, 
You're near the mall and other areas where you can go get food. Go to get food or other reasons. Yeah. 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 There's bathrooms at the mall, so you don't have to go dig a hole and or shit in the corner. And... It's like that is a actually a really good spot for people to just sort of camp out if they have to. Yeah. Uh, and then that poor bastard dies. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh. <clears throat> uh. Although there is also a human along with the Harkvajir who's trying to chase down Jake. A human with a vaguely familiar voice. Yes. <laughs> Turns out we will meet that human later on in this yeah. very book. Um. But yeah, then it's the next day. Uh, Jake is is dead and tired. Yeah. Uh, Tobias coming over wakes him up. Tobias turned into his cat. It is the best. Yeah, like... Hitty. Everybody makes it home safe, and everybody's shook up, whatever. Tobias comes over, and is fucking pumped. Like, jump around. Dude, I can be a cat! Fucking time. I turned into a fucking cat! I turned like, into my what? cat! How fucking cool! Tobias's extremely brief cat boy arc. <laughs> yeah. The way he describes being a cat, it does have some real big other kid feels, all this coiled power. Nope. Can, like, my girlfriend, uh, Duskwatcher, uh, who's such a cat. Dusky Mouth. Other kid feels really strong. Dusky Mouth, yeah. Dusky Mouth. says that section. Oh my god. Dusky is lucky. Right? Oh, thank you. What? I, I like Dusky. They, I know, I'm saying thank you because she's... Yeah. Anyway. But, like, all that other kid in Phil's right there, like, I was like, oh, that's mood right there. Yeah. Uh, so then Tobias talks Jake into turning into his dog, Homer. Which, uh, Jake briefly becomes a golden retriever boy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like Jake's descriptions of how being a dog feels like, and I find it kind of funny that they let Homer outside in the backyard, and like immediately like after Jake transforms, he's just like, there's a fucking intruder in the yard, I have to bark! And it's like, that Jake, that's Homer, you literally just let him out, it's, that's the real dog. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> and then Tom's like comes in, is like, will you tell Homer to shut the fuck up? And Jake's like, Jake, what? yeah. You... And Tobias is like, we'll, we'll do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jake, <laughs> Jake's heads to the bathroom or something. He's around. Yeah, that he's here somewhere. You know, <laughs> I don't know where my and friend Jake's is like, in his own house. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> hanging out in his room with the dog. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jake and Dogform's like, why does my brother smell like an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he smell like a dick? Uh, why does he smell vaguely like a Nazi? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think the Yurks are quite Nazis. Uh, they're yet. not that bad, but I don't think that's. Yet? I don't think oh, that's God. established yet. <laughs> oh no! <sighs> uh. The Yurks are not good people, Jim. Well, okay, no. I, I kind of figured, but I didn't the know. The Yurks are not good people, Dr. Gemstone. Okay. Oh. <sighs> um. Is this the point at which uh, we hear 
from Tom the mention of his club. Ah, uh, yes. The, the uh, totally not shady and weird, uh... Hey, kids, want to come... hangout thing. Want to come features... join the sharing? It's not a cult, features... we swear. That <laughs> features middle school and high school kids and grown-ass adults. Yeah. Come join the sharing. <laughs> 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 I, I, made yes, I would like to remind I would like to point out once again there are literal children in this and grown ass adults yeah as, it like, is weird as fuck yeah like that is a like stranger danger was still a thing in the 90s that was very much a thing in the 90s this oh, is yeah. fucking weird I, oh it's okay they got a cop there it's totally fine and it turns out your assistant principal's part of it, too. Oh, it's totally cool, then! I'm just like, you know, the funny thing is, uh, and we'll get into it more later, like, once that part of the story actually comes up, but at this early point where Tom is just, like, vaguely alluding to it, it's just like, well, what do you guys do at the sharing? And it's like, wink, you know. Stuff. And, and then when we actually things. get to the stuff that they do at the sharing, it's kind of, uh... Like, outside of the shadier stuff that, like, they sneak in on, it's kind of just mundane normal. And I'm like, yeah, Tom, Tom, you... Go to the beach, hang out, like, play volleyball. I'm like, Tom, if you want to recruit people, just, like, tell them that stuff up front. Like, Don't you, be a creep. <laughs> like, don't just wink and give vague smiles. Like, what, what are you doing? Don't, don't make it seem like it's a fucking cult or, like, some weird, like, horrible thing. Also, just call it something different, please. Yeah, calling it the sharing feels very un unsettling. I was like the the Which yerk. I get is the point, but also like the yerk control how many minds, and they can't workshop a name that doesn't sound quite as suspicious. Yeah, like <laughs> it would be less less suspicious if they called it the Alien Invasion Expeditionary Force. That would be less suspicious to people. <laughs> Like, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, also, given the experience of some people I knew in elementary school, uh, that would be, like, far more interesting. Um, also, yeah. I love how we get out of... Uh, we get out of this, out of the learning about the sharing, into the greatest deus ex machina of the whole fucking thing. Alright, we're gonna turn to animals, but we want we gotta have some unique animals. Because like, what animals do you come with, uh, into contact with on a daily basis? Oh, I'm a cat. You know, you maybe a, a chinchilla or a pet. Hey, you know, you got dog. your pets. You go to the pet store. Uh, hey, cool. You guys want to be a snake? We can go to the pet store and clone some garter snakes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I. But we're not gonna be able to fight off aliens with like garter snakes. Oh no, Cassie's. Got the hookup. Yeah. Cassie's dad runs, like, a wildlife veterinary clinic out of their backyard, and her mom works the fucking zoo. Yeah. Her mom's right, a vet at the, at the goddamn zoo. Cassie is, like, literally the MVP of this story, because, like, without yeah. her, they would have been hosed in the whole first part of the book. They, they like, would not stand a chance if... Cassie is why they get access to a gorilla, a tiger, uh, a fucking elephant rhinos yeah later on fucking dolphins birds oh fuck holy shit like, like wow Christ, do you get 
any more OP than Cassie with her act with her mom's <laughs> access to shit. Yeah. But uh yeah. Very fortunate that she has that access. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh let's try and speed run the rest of this real quick. Okay. So uh they're turning into things. Um they go in they go to the meeting. Um turns out the cops are trying to figure out who uh who the kids at the um construction yard were because they were setting off fireworks. Yeah. And then uh Tom mentions it to Jake and Marco after they come back to Jake's house to play video games. Um, so yeah, no, not suspicious in the least bit. Tries to uh, play it off like he wants to know who they are because he thinks that's cool and rebellious. Yeah, he thinks that's <laughs> rad. Some crazy stuff happened there last night, right? I, Am I yeah, right? What's good? You know, that was pretty cool, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> you probably heard something about it. Something that's cool. Tom, it's the weekend. That was Friday night, and we haven't been at school yet. <laughs> you know, you talk to your friends, don't you? Yeah. And after they get away from, they kind of pull, pull you know, push it off. He goes, "You should join the sh- sh- the the sharing again, whatever." And they go back to the room, and lo and behold, after Marco and Jake fight, because Marco's already calling him a controller, and then Jake punches him <laughs> and misses. Even though, uh, even though Jake has admitted in the course of this book, that his brother's been acting weird within the past couple months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Tobias is a bird, finally. Yeah. Tobias becomes Tobias. Tobias. He becomes a red-tailed hawk, which was the first check mark on my box of, could this be my town? Which this one was a yes. We have red-tailed hawks here. Oh. We have red-tailed hawks out here, too. Okay. Well, maybe it doesn't say anything, then. Maybe I just didn't look up where they are. Anyway. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... <clears throat> Tobias turned into a bird, and he's been going around spying on where they could be. Where This is when we find out that I'll thank our info dumped even more at Tobias after everyone else left. Like downloaded that shit direct. This is the Yurk pool. This is the this is the weird magic space race. The Candrona the Candrona race. Uh, this is where we found out that they can only go three days, which gets fun later on. Mm. Um. Uh, and Tobias is off spying on folks. Uh, yeah, they, they decided to get together or go because he's already spying on folks. They said, "Well, there's going to be a meeting tonight, so they should go to the meeting or the sharing and see what's what." And this is when we find out it, for the most part, seems pretty chill. Then Jake turns into the dog to go spy on the full members, uh, the controllers, and that's when we find out the cop is there who went and talked to them earlier. Jake's brother, their assistant principal, and just a bunch of other people. And they're talking about how, and Tom is straight up, we need to find out who did this so we can capture them or kill them. Yeah. I, and that I did just kind of haunt Jake. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was just kind of sitting there, like, not talking to Tom, but like talking to, like, the, the Yerk controlling Tom. Just like, hey, if Jake wasn't at the construction site and, like, in a, a separate timeline where he was just innocent, 
and just doesn't decide to join the sharing? Are you just gonna like kill your brother apropos of nothing? Like you know, just you know, fratricide for fun. <laughs> for funsies. Yeah. But but thankfully they don't let Tom do that because that would yeah, draw yeah. too much suspicion. Obviously. But that's suspicious. <sighs> um. But yeah, then from there it goes into uh. Well, I've got to go back on Monday. Uh, then Jake decides to turn into a lizard. Yep. And spies yep. on their assistant and spies on uh his assistant principal. And here's when we get the second vor moment of Jake the lizard eating a spider. <laughs> and they describe it in oh, uh an unsettling unsettlingly graphic detail. Yeah, my note here literally says saw a spider and ate the shit out of it. Yes, <laughs> and he feels it going down, like eating and occasionally a... kicking in his in his stomach. It's like, deeply upsetting. Like eating an entire canned ham that's fighting the entire way down. Like Jake, that's a weird thing to just say. Do you know anything about how that feels? Because that's like that's that weirdly specific. specific. <laughs> that is oddly specific. And like, why was your ham fighting you? Hams don't do that. <sighs> also, the weird thing is, like, he gets his tail stepped on and pops off, and we... Does his tail just stay there like that? Yeah, he just stays or... there. Okay, also, it doesn't can like Green and Rolls do that? Yeah, Green and Rolls, I think, drop their tails, right? I don't know. Let me look. Quickly, the Googles. I did have that moment where I was like, wait, when he morphs back, what's gonna happen with that tail? I assume it just I I kind know. of disappears or just stays the same. Can green and old drop their tails? Yes. Yes, they can. He drops his tail. Uh, thank you for uh, Arizona State having an article on your news website from 2014. Uh, the regenerating tail of the green animal lizard, which, when caught by a predator, can lose its tail and then grow, grow it back. And, like, the fucking, using lizard mode, fucking follows the guy who stood on show. It's fucking Chapman, coincidence, it's the, you know, the assistant yeah, principal, it's assistant principal yeah. Chapman. who is controlled. He's a controller. Follows him. He's all right, we're going to go to his office. He's, gonna spy, he's not going to his office. He goes to the fucking the fuck janitor's going, closet. What are we doing in the janitor's closet? <laughs> click, click. <laughs> Apologies for my Secret shitty fucking forward. passage. But yeah, no, right? Because it's like I want to turn the hook and twist the thing and weak the faucet, pull open. a coat hanger, and the secret door opens. And the yurt pool apparently is right under the school. So uh and you shit. Hear screams. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just constant screams. It's like fucking spirit Halloween demoing shit down there. You know well I, know. I just Yeah, it's I, the week before Halloween it's spirit, God. I just had a realization about what Jake saw in that particular scene compared yeah. to details we get later. Because the yeah, way that yeah. Jake described that passage, it was like the Yerk pool is right there and he could hear the screams and like see like an ambient glow from the pool or something. When we actually get to the part where they go there, it's like hundreds of feet down. Yeah, how fucking yeah, like is it in there? Like, my dude. And also it's described as like a molten lead-like surface. I'm like, that. it didn't give me the impression that it was really like Glowing. I mean, you I have know. the thing that shoots the that shoots the magic space rays into the into the into the liquid lead. I guess, yeah, that's fair. 
Also, apparently it's like all concrete and stone in the walkway, so sound will just echo. Yeah. And you just get loud enough and it'll just keep bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um But also the soundproofing on that door on that door is really fucking good. Yeah, right, right. Like holy <laughs> hell. Otherwise every kid walking past is gonna think that fucking janitor's closet is haunted. That's just a way to attention. I mean, yeah, that it, it's a cool. There's always there's there's always rumors of something haunted at the school <laughs> or something weird. My high school had the rumor that there was a fucking like bomb shelter underneath it. Oh yeah. Um, God, that just reminded me of rumors of similar rumors of like <laughs> like yeah, we had kids like climb into like the infrastructure underneath the school and like they yeah. never got out and died or something and there's just like yeah. corpses down there. I'm like that I forgot about that up until now. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, Thanks. we had this giant manhole that like let people get into the uh into the infrastructure underneath the school and that was like the the entrance to the bomb shelter over by the science classes and yeah, it was a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, before get, before we go too deep down that rabbit hole. Yeah, they get back. So Jay gets out of there. He goes back. They meet up at the food court, at the mall, and they do like intel dump. And, and he stuffs. Marco's like, I don't want to die. I'm actually incredibly impressed, actually, with Marco's character that he is incredibly preoccupied with his father's mental health. Yeah, considering that his mom died unexpectedly, and he gets really aggressive about it. And that actually is a little bit bad that he actually kind of attacks people for it, but it's understandable with how he feels. Yeah, because um, Marco's dad, like, was a, like, engineer, like, computer engineer in the 90s. So, like, he was, like, this is when that was really becoming, like, a big career field, and he was making bang. And then Marco's mom disappears. And then dad just breaks. He quits his job, and they end up having to move to the shitty part of town. And if he's, uh, like, not able to, um, if he's not at work, he's on, he's on his recliner. And Mm -hmm. looking at the TV with the sound off, or he's asleep. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, and Marco is scared for what if he if anything happens to him, what will happen to his dad? That makes a lot of sense. It's just uh. Hi. Uh, that kind of shit's heavy. Remember, kids' book. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Kids book. Great. <laughs> you know, for kids. I do like what Cassie brings up, and you know, while they're kind of deciding what their reasons are going to be to help, Mark eventually, Marco just says eventually he'll help because Jake's his friend. Cassie, though, is like talking about how, and I don't know if we want to go too far down this, it's just kind of odd that Cassie is like the mystical one. Oh, yeah. She's also black. But like, yeah. She gets, she gets talking about how, you know, Africans are really Europeans, Native Americans. Um, Believing in the power of animals and spirits, so she's like, "What we're doing is sort of basic, borrowing animal powers, at basic forces Earth to fight the aliens." So it's like everybody working together. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of cool, but it's also like, 
Does she have to always be the special, like magical one to have all the special things and She's, the words? Just, I don't know. Yeah, there there is the there is the uh, the trope of the magical black character. Mm -hmm. I the trope the trope name is a little more controversial than I wish to get into as aggressively white person. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but yes. There, the idea of, like, yeah, this is, like, that's her. She's also the one who's, like, good at morphing. Like, she just has a natural knack for it. But, yeah. like, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I did feel, kind of feel like the whole thing with, like, oh, yeah, Cassie's just naturally really good at it. I'm like, well, they're not, like, earlier it was, like, Tobias took, like, I think three whole minutes to transform back from Hawk into human, and then mm -hmm. was naked afterwards, and I'm like, well, they're not gonna really, I, I guess I can understand not going into, like, oh, yeah, Cassie transforms back, and everybody, like, the boys have to just not look, I'm like, I guess they're just avoiding that, and just explaining that Cassie figured out clothing, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> But also, like, but then, eh, there is the, nah, the boys are fine to, everyone has to just turn around one one of them int until they figure out how to do, until they get the bike shorts fixed, or sorted out. Uh. But, yeah. Um, anyway, so they're going off. And doing, or they go down to the to the gardens to get some beefier morph. Hmm. Uh, I, I love when they just said they're gonna do this. Is when Marco gives them their their name. Yeah, it's all sat sarcastic. Oh, we're gonna be the Atomorphs. And it's just like roll credits. Yeah, yeah. Marco, the one who seemed like the most against it, also it's just the one. Yeah, had this cool ass name for him. You know, like he hadn't already been thinking about it, which he yeah. totally was. I was he like, he was totally yeah, already yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they get over to the gardens. Uh, Cassie sneaks them into the back because they're here to visit her mom, who's not there. Hopefully. Um. Marco gets the gorilla, Big Jim. Mm-hmm. Um. Then security sees them and is like, hey, what are you kids doing back here? And everybody's just cheese it and splits up. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. They decide to go after the boys. They steal a golf cart. Marco immediately runs into a wall. Yeah, Marco cannot drive, apparently, golf carts or arcade games. Ironic for the guy that says he wants to live long enough to get his driver's license. Yeah, like, <laughs> specifically that point. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, then we're chasing it out. Uh Jake does end up getting his uh uh tiger because they accidentally run into the tiger pen. Yep. And then it's alright, cool, I'm gonna get this guy and then we book it. Oh shit, there's another tiger. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, there's more than one in here. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I did, I did. I did think it was convenient 
or I did think it was kind of cool. It was also a convenient little plot device to have happen there, but like the fact that they used the kind of trance that yeah, the whole like process of acquiring DNA puts an animal into to like kind of just stall that tiger for a good 10 seconds. Yeah, to use it to get yeah, to book it. Yeah. And then it's all right, cool, we're out of the pin. Oh, right, security. Hide. <laughs> Until they end up right in front of Rachel and Cassie and Tobias. Yep. Um. Ooh, I got away scot-free, no problem. They like, no, they never chased us. They chased y'all. Yeah. We had a good time. We were fine. Uh, that's when Rachel gets the elephant. Um, <clears throat> Tobias is also spending more and more time as a bird regardless. Yeah. The boy likes being a bird. Yep. Apparently flying under your own power is sick as shit. Mm-hmm. Which fair, that would be pretty cool. Uh, um, don't remember how I said I had a headcanon about where this book takes place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the gardens kind of is like <coughs> the last point in which I pulled info from. Cause okay. Um <coughs> the mall being in walking distance. There being a beach nearby, and also a combination theme park and zoo called the Gardens, I was like, this kind of feels like Tampa Bay, Florida. It kind of feels like this is based on Bush Gardens. Because it's literally like the same exact thing. Okay. Oh, shit. Like, I remember going and there was like a, a roller coaster that accompanied the cheetah exhibit. Um, But, yeah, that's just... Those three main details, I'm like, I'm just going to assume it took place somewhere like there. That's all well, I have. Uh, <laughs> apparently, so, um, uh, there is, um, because of one reference, they do make a, a little bit of a reference of going to Area 51 later on. Oh. Unfortunately, it is not close to you, Matt. It, it has been talked about of the general range of where they are. Yeah, so probably more like Closer West Coast. Ah, uh, gotcha, okay. It is in my state. Darn. Really? Um, huh. Yeah, it's like SoCal. Okay. Because part of them, they end up going to like an Area 51 analog. Okay. Or actually Area 51, I don't remember. That one, that, that, that book is fun and stupid. But <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so, they get their combat morph, uh, which we'll see lots of use over the course of this series. Um... Yeah, they get locked and loaded, and they head to the school, and they call everybody, and they get everybody there. Except Cassie. Can't get a hold of Cassie. Yep. Uh, they end up saying, fuck it, we've got to go in anyway. Tobias won't get out of bird form. Uh, that- he got early. They only got two hours. He ain't, He's not. He's already jumped the gun. That boy likes being a bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, birds be cool. Like, let's be real, birds are cool. That's totally valid, I'm just saying. But also. Uh, 
Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're yeah. we go down in there. Uh, Cassie is actually brought up by the fucking cop. Yep. The cap. The cop figured out who Cassie was. Saw her at the at the beach earlier. The thing. Now has her and is yanking her down into the yurt pool. Yeah. Remember, down kids. The a cab. Yeah. A -cab. I do. I they they do make a they do basically make a model cops comment there. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, a cab wasn't really a thing in the mid nineties. At least, like, had, all a, the, all the white people had a little hope. No, we yeah. were just sheltered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very sheltered. Oh, this is so good. No. 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 I'm sorry for all of you listening. Uh. Cops are not good people. No. If you made it this far and we're the ones telling you, uh, I, I, I don't know how that happened. Yes, I'm sorry <laughs> the first time you're hearing this is an 18-plus Animorphs reread podcast. Also... Even the dog... Even the dog from, from Paw Patrol? Especially the dog from Paw Patrol. <laughs> the dog. Uh... Hey, want to know a thought that I had when, uh... Yeah. Wait, no, that's jumping ahead a little bit. We should talk about uh, what they encounter as they go down into uh, the right, earth. Right. Uh, as they descend deeper and deeper into the earth. Into they this, find like... find a place to run a fucking <laughs> Super Bowl in and fit a couple of balls. Yeah, I'm just like... Jesus. Like, that is uh, probably doing some structural stability... Issues to this town. Yeah, I would like to point out. Yeah. They, yeah, like no, this is bigger than under their school. This is underneath the entire fucking city. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of creatures, lots of taxons, horses here, mostly humans here. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Also, just some like, it's like little chill TV areas where everybody's apparently hanging out on couches because those are the assholes that did it voluntarily. Oh yeah, the collaborators. They're like, yeah, we'll let you keep some of your free will. <laughs> just oh, like, oh my god. Just like the Hork cool. Bajir are also over there sitting on couches watching TV. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and we got some, Marco has a sh we got some big seven foot tall aliens, alien lizard guys. <laughs> you know, they're just watching fucking sitcoms. Yeah, yeah, because like if you're not in it on it, like the Yurks have to go out every three years, or three well, everybody, all, all the Yurks have to go out every three days. They get pulled out, they come out of the air, swim in the pool, recharge, get re-put back in. These guys are collaborating, chilling. Marco has the shittiest take here. And says, you know, some leaving their humanity for being slaves is similar to Tobias being a bird. Hold up. No. Yeah, like, no. There could be... I think maybe what he was trying to get, the reason that maybe, you know, it's like, say, oh, maybe their life sucks so much or something, but that's like... I don't think that's the same thing at all. I think that's just a really weird approach that he takes on that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and considering all of the character development, or not character development, all of the like detail that they gave to like what Tobias was going through, I was like, wow, Marco, you probably kind of know what he's dealing with in terms of a home life. Yeah. 
like maybe cut the kid a little bit of slack for just yeah, like feeling free and en enjoying flying. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, anyway. Oh, oh. And they see Cassie down the infestation level of the pool where she's get they're getting ready to put a, a you know a slug in her ear. And Tom is over there fighting in a holding cage. And then Marco just turns to Jake then and says, Yo, uh, if I'm about to get taken over, kill me. Yeah. For kids. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Don't let them do this. If if it comes down to it, I want to die. This is book one. Remember that. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to David yet. We haven't even God. gotten to Rat Boy. But that's later. Um, but yeah, then the fight happens. Um, dude realizes that, hey, uh, Jake and Marco and Rachel aren't controllers. They're just kind of standing around looking at shit. Uh, so they run behind a building and go to Morph. Uh, and these guys are so fucking confused, they have no idea what's going on. They just kind of stand there dumbfounded while uh, they watch these kids turn into animals and rip through their clothes. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we're going to stop and sit here while we wait for this, because this, this is the magical girl transformation sequence, and we can't interrupt that. <laughs> And like Animorphs AU where they really have good. where their fucking magical girls when. Oh my god. <laughs> I want <laughs> Andalite magical girls, damn it. <laughs> Power of the moon. Power of the Everyone. moon compels me to shove this tail blade into your neck. Everybody goes through their own very uh well animated transformation sequences one by one. Yup. Yep. <laughs> And they they actually do really good actually in this fight. They're whipping everybody's ass, all this shit. Then Visor Three. And then Visor Three is up. Yep. And then Visor Three is here. Yo, what up, though? Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, they break out everybody. They go rescue Cassie. Visor Three starts throwing goddamn fireballs. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a massive eight leg, eight arm, eight three finger claw monster. The thing has eight <sighs> heads too. The Ocho. Yep. And just um, as they're as they're riding out of there, like, yeah, we we we've got two like freed uh hork bajirs with us and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, Well what are you what are you go. gonna do with them if you get them out of here? How are you gonna hide them? And then Visser Three is just like, nah, I kill them and I'm like, I guess I don't have to ask this question. There's I guess it's irrelevant. Cassie's back as a Cassie's a horse. <laughs> Yeah. There's two people on her back. One of them gets hit by a fireball and falls off. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Jake's brother dead. Tom is like, no, I'm not going back in there. And bum rushes Visor 3 with his bare hands. <laughs> Tom never knew that Jake was the tiger. Just like, no, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to fight him. Yeah. No idea. I honestly, like got kind of confused during the last part and thought Tom just straight up died. Uh No, he gets he's recaptured. Apparently yeah. he's important or something. Well, cuz they describe Tom Tom falling at some yeah, point yeah. and I'm just like I thought they were higher up than they were apparently cuz I was like, "Oh. 
I thought he was falling yeah. from a fatal height, and Jake was just like watching him helpless. But, no, I think it was more just a like he fell and was behind all of the controllers facing them. Yeah, and behind the wall of fire and weird thing from the second from the mood of the second planet orbiting a dying star. Yeah. Uh. I was like, God, do you want your fucking like? <sighs> Super villain spiel, because there you go. I got this creature from the moon of the second planet orbiting a die star. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> we get you have a flair for the dramatic, but holy shit. Yeah. Those super villain correspondence <sighs> courses are really paying off. Well, shit. And then it, they, they get out of there. Everything's gone to shit. They get they didn't have any real successes. Tom's still in there. They all go home. Fucking they got one person out. Jake's got one person out, which I don't they don't even know who that is. No details. He never shows up again. Never shows up again. She just is like, I ain't talking to anybody about this. I'm done. Nope, I'm going home. <laughs> and then Jake goes home, wakes up in the morning. Tobias there in bird form. He's like, tap, bro, tap, turn tap. up. Tap, tap, tap. Turn back. Come on. Turn back. He's Tobias like, so... Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. End of book. Womp. And yeah, the book ends right there. Yeah. I'm stuck like this forever. Um, We're all doomed, and book's over. Cool. Yeah. Have fun in book two. That, that whole reveal at the end with Tobias not being able to change back, I was like... Man, that really is like telling me how dog shit my memory is on this stuff because I was like, yeah, that happens in like book three, and then I was as yeah, I was reading no, I, through uh, book one, I was just like, wow, they're they're foreshadowing that pretty heavily right now. If it's gonna happen like a couple books later, I was like, oh, maybe I did not get that far in this. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, it's been a while since I'd reread them. Uh, I was like. I was like halfway through a reread before I thought of the idea of doing the podcast with you two. Um, yeah, a lot of shit happens far sooner than I thought I remembered. Yeah, they, this is yeah. book one. Uh, the whole thing with the chi, which we'll get to, comes up way earlier. Um, the whole thing with David comes up way earlier. Meeting Visor one, it's like shit's way sooner than I thought it was. Oh my gosh! Well, I can't wait because this was a lot of fun uh, going back through this. How many people okay. you? How many people you want to bet ended up with a tiger persona after that transformation sequence? Yeah, fucking right. And, <laughs> and possibly also a muscle kink, just based on <laughs> the description. The way they described him as like a slow motion explosion of muscles from the body. I'm like, damn, that that goes uh-huh. pretty hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was definitely an action-packed first book. Uh, a, a really fun read, to be honest. Even though we collectively seemed to have a lot of similar like head scratch moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then keep in mind, uh, Cassie killed a cop. Yeah. Uh, just fucking strip ganked a cop, just and it's like just, just kind of glossed over. Head, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. 
I, I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, this is quite fun, and it's amazing to go through this from a whole new perspective. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, as is evidenced by our social media, for any of you who are already following us, thank you, by the way. Yes, thank you um, for everyone who is already following us on our adventures in bullshittery. Yeah. Tr trusting the commentary before it's even out. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. so nice. Um, I appreciate the vote of confidence, yeah. Um... But mm -hmm. yes, we are going to be doing this as kind of a bi-weekly thing. Um, just kind of going through it book by book. Um, yep. With, as we mentioned earlier, some of the side stories and extra things also thrown in there when appropriate. Um, uh, we will largely be following the reading order on a Seropedia on the, the Animorphs wiki. Uh, I will toss a link to that on the Twitter. Uh, if anyone wants to read along with us, I I encourage you to, because it's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, they're not hard reads. Uh, you can power through. If you just want to like sit down, you can get through each one in like a couple hours. Yep, as evidenced by how I did it today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm outing myself as being the bad one here. But yes, they're quick reads. I promise you. They are, they are not difficult in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> they're kids' books. If you have, like, let's be real. If you, right? If you haven't followed us yet, please you know, go join us on Twitter at you know, twitter.com slash escapod device. Yep. Um, That's uh, E-S-C-A-P-O-D-D-E-V-I-C-E. -E. Yes, no yeah. no spaces or any, no underscores or anything in there. All one word. Um, yep. If you want to shoot us any questions or anything, please feel free to DM us on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Sable, where can folks find you if they want to see more of your stuff on, on the internet? Yeah, absolutely. If we are doing our little outro plugs here, um, if you are more uh, interested in safer work content, you can find me at Static Sable on Twitter, uh, no underscore between the words. Or, if you are interested in more spicy stuff, uh, which is generally where I am more often, uh, that one is Storm Queen Sable, also with no underscores. Um, and Anything you as, want as uh, As a plug, uh, I'll say the thing I always say when I tell people what I want to promote, uh, which is Play Disco Elysium. Go it's find it. <laughs> if you can find it, if it's on sale, get it. If it's not on sale, get it. I don't know. <laughs> it is on Steam. Yes, it's on everything, basically. Jem, uh, what about you? you, wanna... uh, you can find me at uh, feel underscore doc on Twitter. Uh, my uh, Twitter is all horny and not safe for work because being horny on main as a trans person is a radical act. Uh, if I'm going to plug something, I'm going to plug uh, Mafia 3 because killing racists makes me wet. Uh, how about you, Natalie? <laughs> that is a, a hell of a statement there, Jim, but also <laughs> extremely powerful. Um, I'm Natalie. Uh, if you want... 
if you want to find more of my brand of particular weirdness, uh, I can be found on Twitter at Chopin underscore 42. That's like the composer, C-H-O-P-I-N underscore 42. Um, it's aggressively horny uh, and weird. Um, and yeah, I suppose... Uh, I may as well plug the thing that gave me the idea for uh, doing a reread podcast with some friends. Um, an artist I'm very fond of, uh, Distressed Egg, is doing a Discworld reread podcast with some folks. Uh, Disc Covers. Uh, so if you want to check that out and want to hear a bunch of, again, extremely horny adults talk about Terry Pratchett's Discworld books, give it a listen. It's extremely fun. And that's it for tonight. That's it for the show. Good night, everybody. And thank you all for hanging out. Good night, and thank you.